Welcome to this edition of the South Central Wisconsin Prep Reports High School Football Rewind Show. My name is Wade Bates. Today on the show, we'll whip around the area and talk to coaches about their games last night. If today's your first time listening to the program, we have shows every Saturday and Wednesday during the high school sports season. Best way never to miss an episode, subscribe at your favorite podcasting site. Just search South Central Wisconsin Prep Report. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at SCW Prep Report. We're going to get to the coaches and just just a little bit, but first, let's go to the scoreboard. We'll start in Marquezan, where Marshall went on the road and grinded out a 12-8 win over a tough Hornets squad. Bryce Frank took the opening kickoff 77 yards to the house and also scored in a 51-yard screen pass to account for all of Marshall's points last night. Blaze Grahams scored in a 23-yard first-quarter run for the Hornets' only points. Marquezan was driving late for a potential game-winning score, but Marshall's Cole Denniston picked off Hornets QB Hunter Quaid at the three-yard line with 134 left to end the threat. Marshall travels to Partyville next week while Marquezan heads to Waterloo. Randolph's Brayton Halfley scored in a short touchdown run with 101 left, giving Randolph the lead, and Ben Schmucky's 48-yard scoop and score lifted Randolph past Cambridge 34-22 last night. Jordan Teets also connected with Matt Dykstra on a 78-yard halfback option in the win. Trayton Linninger added a pick six for Randolph. The Rockets will travel to second-ranked Lords Academy next Saturday at 1 o'clock. That game will be played at St. Mary Catholic in the Fox Valley. Palmyra Eagle picked up their first win of the season last night, 33-0 at Dodgeland. Dodgeland scheduled to play Houston at Horicon next Friday night. Eugene Wolf ran for three first-half touchdowns as Waterloo stopped Partyville 35-26 last night. Blake Hebner threw for a score and ran for another in the second half as the Pirates held off the Bulldogs in this Eastern Suburban Conference matchup. The Watertown football team traveled to Lake Mills and dropped a 49-24 decision last night. Caleb Huff threw for a touchdown and ran for another to pace the Gosling offense. Brandon Fisher also connected on a 40-yard field goal for Watertown. The Goslings will travel to Reedsburg next Friday night. The Horicon Houston Ford Co-op football team had to cancel last night's game at Cambria Friesland to ensure the safety of all involved because of a pending COVID test within their program. Houston's game with Dodgeland next week is still up in the air. Those are the scores from last night. We're going to hear from the coaches next on the show today. Matt Kleinheins from Marshall will join us, as will Marquezan's John Dunlavey. Had a chance to talk to both of those guys out at the field last night. Also, Tom Chase from Randolph will uh, talk to us about his team's big win last night. Dave Frizzell's Waterloo Pirates picked up a victory. He'll tell us all about that today on the show. And Benji Camrath from Watertown joins us to talk about his team's loss to Lake Mills last night. And we'll catch up with Beaverdam High School football coach Brian. Brock Lindy, his football team has moved their season to the spring, but we'll find out what the Golden Beavers are doing here this fall with no games to be played on Friday night. That's all coming up next on the High School Football Rewind Show. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Wisconsin's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. (laughs) (laughs) Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. 
and they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association. The Marshall Cardinals went on the road last night and got a hard-fought 12-8 victory at Marquezan as we bring in head coach Matt Kleinheinz. Uh, coach, we talked before the game and you said Marquezan, a team that is winless but still on uh, the rise as they are getting better week to week when you watched them on film and they gave you a run for your money on Friday night, didn't they? Uh, they gave us a real battle. I mean, we were fortunate to win that football game. We did not play, we did not play good football, and, and certainly a credit to John and his team. Uh, they had a they had a big reason in that. Um, but as I told the kids after the game, we played subpar and found a way to win. It was a, it was a gritty defensive effort. Um, you know, we had to make a little adjustment there uh, partway uh, into the first quarter after they scored that first touchdown. And credit to our kids. I I was hoping it would come down to a secondary play because I love that group and uh, and Cole found a way to make a big pick there at the end coach uh, you won a lot of games you put up a lot of points and kind of ran away with some games how big was it for your team to have to win a game you know you know in a defensive type of battle I, I think in the long run it's going to be good for us I, I I don't I mean I'm probably more gray than I want to be right now after that um, but yeah I mean, it's good for us to be in a battle I, I think there's some things we're going to take away uh, from an offensive standpoint they did a nice job bottling up some of the things that um, we like to do so I mean I think that that's good for us we got a maybe we got a little complacent on that side of the ball we'll have to go back to the drawing board and try and find some more creative ways uh, to get things going. It, it obviously hurt us tonight not having our fullback. Uh, you know, Matthew Modal didn't play tonight. We're hoping we get him back here uh, soon, uh, and, and I think that that will help our offense a ton as well. Coach, you think, you know, you, you, you took the you house the opening kickoff and you went back. I mean, is that sometimes, you know, where do you think guy, you get that and kids like, okay, we're going to roll again here, and is that play a roll? It took you a little while to kind of find your ground again? Yeah, I think that's exactly what happened because I thought we were a little flat in warm-ups, and I thought we were a little flat coming out, and we house the opening kickoff. I'm like, okay, that'll take care of our flat but it didn't and I and I think it's exactly what you said I, I think the kids are like up oh, here we go we're just on our way to another easy victory and and Marcus and they hit us right in the chops and uh, uh, thankfully we battled through it and found a way to get it done uh, Bryce again I mean he had the kickoff he, you know he turned the screen pass into a touchdown as well I mean you talk about it every week but he you get, get the ball in his hands and good things happen yeah we, we, we drew up a couple things there at halftime to try and get him in space uh, and right away out of the gate there that was something that we had worked on at halftime and, and got him in space and he did the rest so um, yeah Obviously, we want to get him the football. we got to find some other ways to get some, some guys involved. Uh, Cole had a big catch tonight on a third and long. That was good. Um, so, I mean, we're, we're okay yet. I mean, we just got to clean up a few things up front. Coach, next week, I believe you go to Partyville, um, a team that just came off COVID this week. I mean, so you probably haven't seen a lot of them, have you? Yeah, they've only got one one game on the, on the huddle pool, and uh, and their best player didn't play. So we're really going to have to look at tonight's film and, and uh, see what they brought to the table. I took a peek at that film against Cambridge, and uh, they were able to score some points on Cambridge. Cambridge, so uh, we're definitely going to have our work cut out for us again. All right, Marshall, a 12-8 winner here at Marquezan. Coach Matt Kleinheins, thank you. Thanks, bud. Let's head over to the and sideline here. Uh, John Dunleavy uh, joins us, the Hornets head coach. Another tough 12-8 uh, loss to Marshall tonight. Coach, you guys battled again and just came up on the end of a shorthanded defensive battle. Yeah, we've, our kids played really, really hard tonight, and we knew we were going to be in a dogfight. Marshall's a great football team. I think the combined score of their previous three games is 115-11. to We played them in a 12-8 game. We didn't do enough to win the ball game, but our kids played hard, really, really hard, and I'm really proud of how we played. You know, last two weeks you played two really good football teams, and your defense really shined and, and shut two teams down that, that you know that were usually you know expecting to contend for conference championships. What, what has been the key to your defense? We're playing fast. Our kids are really playing fast on defense and confidently. 
we do a really good job in preparation during the week, and our kids do a really good job of doing their job and their job alone and not trying to do too much. We've got 11 guys playing together on defense right now, and that's really fun to watch. It's one of the biggest things, too. It's not just one guy, is it? it, it it's all 11 of them out there that are, that are making plays. Without a doubt. I mean, that's why this is the best team game in sports. You know, you need all 11 guys on the field working together at all times and trust each other. And our guys do trust each other in defense, and we just have to find a way to score some more points than one touchdown in a game to get a win. We deserve to win a game like that for our defensive play. And, Coach, offensively, tonight you actually were a little shorthanded. Some guys got banged up, but your guys still battled on that side as well? Yeah, we lost our fullback to an ankle, and we lost one of our better uh, slots there to a, to a knee injury, which probably two of our better playmakers went down. And so we were a little shorthanded there, minus a couple of our guys missing due to the COVID-19 concerns as well. So, yeah, we were short to start. We got shorter as the game went along, but no lack of effort on our guys, and we didn't think that we'd lose. We believed we were going to win no matter what. You know, we just didn't quite get it done tonight. You know, Coach Kleinheins told me before the game, he said that watching your team on film, you've gotten better from week to week. You know, obviously with the late start, you're a little bit behind everybody, but do you feel like you're seeing your team progress from when you, you played that first game a couple weeks back to where you're at now? Yeah, without a doubt. We've gotten a lot better from the first week to now and having a little break in between there. It's been really hard to get continuity, but proud of our guys, proud of the way they're sticking with the system and, and trying to get better. And we are getting better. I can see us getting better. You know, We just played a really good football team tonight, and we fell up a little fell a little bit short. Waterloo next week, Coach. What do you know about them? Yeah, no, I, we haven't looked ahead that far to Waterloo, so by tomorrow we'll look at them a little bit. Record-wise, I think they're 1-1, one one, maybe 2-1. I'm not sure what their situation is with cancellations, and I, I can't keep up with everybody's. I can't even keep up with our own. Um, but we've scrimmaged them in the past. You know, they, They've had a lot of good athletes out there in the past. They like to spread the ball around. Uh, I know we'll have a work cut out for us next week. A little different type of football game is what it's going to be, but we'll be ready. Coach, Don, Coach John Dunleavy, thank you so much. All right, thanks a lot, Wade. Marcus Ann Falls 12-8 to 8 to Marshall tonight. Let's head over to Randolph right now, where the Rockets stayed unbeaten on the season with a 34-22 win over a pretty good Cambridge team as we bring in head coach Tom Chase. Coach Chase, a uh, big victory for your team tonight? Big victory. Uh, the kids at Randolph, they just never quit. I tell you, we're down a seesaw game, and scored to go ahead and touch that one about a minute left and then we get a scoop and score turnover at the end that uh, put us up by two scores so they are just an awesome bunch of kids coach it looked like it was 6-6 at the half and uh just what happened in that first half that uh that left the scoring just at 6-6 uh, a couple of turnovers we had we were driving the ball had a couple of turnovers but again they played really good defense and took a few things away that we normally can do so we are inside i want to say the probably 20-yard line, and we had an interception. We had another one, too, uh, up from about the 30. And then we also fumbled in the fourth quarter uh, going in the score, the winning score, in about the 8-yard line. Um, and so in the first half, it was a seesaw battle um, where we scored on our first drive, and then we could not find the end zone again after that. A couple of defensive scores from your team tonight. You mentioned the, the scoop and score from, I think, Schmucky. You had another uh, defensive touchdown as well on uh, Friday night. Uh, yeah, Ben, uh, he's a great kid, and I can tell you, uh, he's a kid that doesn't say much. He just comes to work every day. He works hard, never misses a weight room time. Um, it couldn't have been better for a better kid. Uh, just awesome, awesome young man. Coach, uh, what does it say about your team, though, being able to win a game or maybe you didn't play your best football and you still found a way to get it done against a pretty good team? Yeah, you know, we probably didn't play our best football, but they give them credit. They are very good. They are very well coached. It's the, the, probably the best coach team that we ran into this year, they had a lot of the We are scouted very, very well. Um, they shut some things down that we normally able to do. Um, they did really, really good. So it was good for us to be tested like this uh, in this respect and against a very, very good team, very solid team. So I'm happy with the win. we got a few things to clean up, but we certainly do 
uh, certainly happy with a win. Coach, you scored on a halfback option play last night. As a coach, when do you decide to, uh, what do you look at when you decide to maybe maybe pull something that's deeper into the playbook? Uh, as a coach, when do you decide to say, hey, now's the time to, to run this thing? Well, I actually had it called one other time, and then I changed my mind, and actually we, we changed out of it. Uh, we had a little official situation where we didn't get the ball snapped and I'm kind of glad I didn't uh, to be quite honest with you we just put that in last night because I had watched some of the film when they played Marshall and Marshall actually scored on it and we did that last year a few times and so we just threw it in last night and it was kind of the opportune time to do it they had just scored they were kind of feeling good I knew that they were biting on our our run and so uh, Jordan Teets made a great throw and obviously the rest is history so um, it was a it was a huge play, a very huge play. Matty Dykstra caught it, and uh, they couldn't catch him. He's pretty fast. Coach, a big one next week. I believe that's a Saturday game where you head up to the Fox Valley to take on Lords Academy. Yeah, we're excited for the opportunity. They're a very, very good team. Uh, as of this last week, they're ranked second. We were ranked fourth in state, so um, they got a really good outfit. They are obviously very well coached. The quarterback is one of the best ones in the state. Uh, we're going to have our hands full, so we have to try to slow them down and limit them a little bit, and we have to be consistent with our offense so that we can continue to keep the ball in our hands and away from them. Well, Randolph gets a big 34-22 win over Cambridge tonight. Head coach Tom Chase, thanks for the time. Thank you. Appreciate all the coverage. Let's bring in Waterloo head coach Dave Frizzell, whose squad picked up a 35-26 win over Partyville on Friday. And I coach, I know uh, uh, Waterloo fans and the, and the staff and the team wasn't happy with their effort last week against Cambria Friesland. Do you like the way you bounced back here on Friday? Yeah, uh, I was really impressed with our kids' uh, effort, execution. Uh, the big thing for us last week against Cambria was we just didn't finish drives. We were inside the 25 times in that game and and came away with nothing uh, most of the time. So uh, we really worked hard this week on finishing, uh, putting the ball in the end zone, and uh, we we did it uh, five times last night and and came out with the win. What does that say about your squad though that they that they had a, you know had a goal they knew they had to correct something and they're able to do that in practice. Um, it's, it shows a sense of maturity, um, that I, I think is, is evident each week that we go by. Uh, you could see that, um, even our freshmen are uh, kind of buying into what the older kids are, are doing in practice. And you, you could see more of a, a, a sense of purpose, um, to our practices and, and to what we're doing out there. So, uh, kids are asking a lot of questions. Kids are, are wanting to know why we do things uh, instead of just going and doing them. So uh, that's a hopeful sign for our program. And how big was it last night, too? You know, Partyville's coming off their, their break that they had. You know, I think Eugene Wolf punched in three in the first half to to kind of kind of get it going early. Yeah, it's important, especially for us. We hadn't scored a point in the first half all year. Um, we, we'd started very slow. Uh, we've been a pretty decent second-half team. Um, but we took the first first drive, uh, the opening kickoff, and I think it was only a five play drive. Uh, it was and it featured Eugene left, Eugene right, Eugene up the middle. Uh, he carried the ball every time. Uh, he's a horse. Uh, he he moves piles. Uh, once he uh, finishes a run, uh, there are guys that you notice that don't really want to tackle him again. So he is a he's definitely our workhorse. He's a guy who has made tremendous improvement over the course of the last year. And uh, he was bound and determined to stick that ball in the end zone on that first drive just to make a statement that we're going to finish this week. 
Coach, you have Marcus Ann coming to town next week, a squad that's still looking for their first win, but, but you know, they, they've been playing everybody, you know, tough so far this year, especially the last two weeks. Yeah, I've had a chance to kind of peek at some of their film the last couple of weeks, and they look like they're a very physical team. Uh, they look like uh, a, a squad that is probably not going to score a ton of points, but they're sure not going to give up a lot of points either. And so we're going to have to be ready for a 48 minutes uh, dogfight. I think it's going to be a really physical game. Uh, I think it's going to be a battle of who commits the less turnovers. And uh, if you could take advantage of a break and, and get ahead, I, I think it's going to be that type of game where, where the team that does that is going to win. All right, Coach Frizzell, I appreciate the time. Thank you. Again, Waterloo picks up the 35-26 win over Partyville on Friday night. Let's move over to Watertown High School right now, where the Goslings uh, fell to a pretty good Lake Camille squad, uh, 49-24. to Coach Camrath, you look at that score, you maybe think it's a blowout, but uh, that was a much closer football game than, than what the score shows? Yeah, I thought all around it was just an outstanding football game. Um, I think on that field there was probably six or seven scholarship athletes playing and a uh, number of other kids that I think are going to play college football. Um, probably across the state, probably one of the better games you're going to see. Uh, a lot of great plays out there by some excellent players. Uh, I thought both teams really well coached, and uh, they just found a way to make more plays down the stretch. Yeah, it looked like uh, it was a pretty close game early, and then they just got they got uh, maybe a couple score lead, and you just were playing catch up the rest of the way. Yeah, I thought uh, kind of the difference in the game is second quarter we missed uh, two opportunities. Um, where we had some open guys and whether we had a protection breakdown or we just overthrew. Um, and then they were able to capitalize on their big plays. Uh, it should have been 21-21 going to half. We made a long field goal. Brandon Fisher continues to be lights out. He had a four-yard field goal uh, right before half to make it 21-10. Uh, and then their first drive, they you know, hit, a, hit a deep throw to uh, outstanding receiver, um, which we should have had a safety on the top. It came down on a post route on the backside. And, uh, again, I think they have outstanding players. I think Adam Moan is the best quarterback in the state, uh, in my opinion. He's a scholarship uh, athlete. I think he's better than me when I played. And uh, I played in the Big Ten. This kid is lights out, and uh, I think he'll get – a late scholarship here. Um, so, again, we played against an outstanding team and some really outstanding players. Um, and I was proud of our kids. We didn't, we didn't quit despite uh, getting down a couple scores. We kept fighting. I think we have a really good team, possibly the best team that I uh, have ever coached. Uh, we're just young right now, and, and uh, we're making some mistakes that are ending up costing us against a really good football team. You have a guy like Moan, Coach. I think last year he had like 60 combined uh, touchdowns, and he's off to a pretty hot start this year. C- can you simulate that in practice like any way I- until you get out on the, on the actual football field and see him? <laughs> you can't. Actually, I throw. Like, I threw in scout team against it. Uh, but uh, the biggest thing he does is he's like a dual-threat guy, so he can run. You know, So we got to pick your poison. We played five guys in the box for the majority of the game and just knew if we left any of the receivers one-on-one, uh, at 6'3 or 6'4, um, they're going to just jump over our guys. And they did that a couple times. Uh, but then, you know, they run a. I thought their offensive line was even more physical than I saw in film. And uh, they did a really good job of, of running their counter tray with their tailback, who I thought was really good, and with Moan and uh, an off tackle power play where, where he kind of reads our, our edge guy. And he's tough to tackle. Again, I think he's outstanding and you can't simulate that and 
I thought our kids did, for the most part did a really good job, but he's going to get you every once in a while, and, and they did. And uh, you know that's the reason um, that they're the team they are. You, you know, you look at Vineyard Point, who beat them earlier in the year. Uh, they had two kick returns for touchdowns against them. Otherwise, I think Lake Mills is undefeated, probably the number one team in the state in their area and uh, in, in their division. So really good team, and uh, they're they're definitely senior dominated. Um, but again, I'm, I'm proud of our kids and the way we competed all night. Coach, I need to know how that arm feels after a week of slinging it all over the football field. Yeah, right. No, it's, it's fun. It's fun to do that, and, and I enjoy that, <clears throat> competing against the kids. And, and uh, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, we have fun with uh, throughout practice. And, and um, you know, again, but I, you know, the biggest thing for us is we're just continuing to get better. Um, I think we're still going to win a lot of football games, and, and we're pretty junior-dominated. So, um for us, we're just trying to get uh, take things one week at a time, and we'll watch the film from this and learn and, and turn the page and get ready for Reedsburg uh, think, this next week. I think I saw that Brian uh, Cronquist caught a touchdown. That's a guy maybe we haven't talked about too much. Can you talk about what he brings to your team? <laughs> yeah, Brian plays uh, corner for us majority of the time. He's got great speed. He's had some uh, he had interception last week, and uh, you know we put him in. Uh, he does a lot of the jet sweep stuff for us, and uh, he, he uh, had a post uh, late in the game. Uh, we decided to go with Caleb um, Poffett, quarterback, for the majority of the time and put our other quarterback, Nathan Kale, at receiver, and he had a really good night. Um, we had to put all of our best athletes on the field just to compete with them, and I thought our guys, for the most part, did a really good job. Again, they just they had some really good players, and, and they made big plays in, in clutch times. All right, Benji Camrath, uh, Lake Mills gets the uh, 49-24 victory last night. Good luck next week against Reedsburg. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. Let's go to Beaverdam High School right now and bring in head football coach Brock Lindy, who despite his uh, football program moving their season to the alternate fall in the spring, uh, there's still some activity going on with Golden Beaver football. Coach Lindy, thanks for giving us some time. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to be on with you, Wade. Hey, Coach, uh, just how's it been for you and your kids just in general when you're seeing other teams play across the state of Wisconsin, but, uh, but you guys are just kind of working on your game and getting ready for the spring? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's there's been a couple of our play- players that have uh, gone to watch some football games for those teams, uh, you know, that that have uh, not as many restrictions as far as uh, fan attendance and things like that. So I think uh, some of our kids are trying to get their their football fixed that way. Uh, a lot of kids, you know, doing a lot of film studying, you know, in the off season right now. Uh, and then and then, of course, you know, the majority of our team is doing a great job with our with our current strength and conditioning programming. And so, um, you know, we're trying to make the most, uh, obviously, out of this opportunity. And a couple, couple positive things have happened uh, as far as contact days and our youth programming. And so, you know, there's a, there's a lot, of, lot, of good, lot of good coming right now out of uh, a really difficult situation. Has it been weird for you knowing that you've, you've had Friday night football, though, probably your whole life, Brock? And now this year it's kind of, you know, you have to wait until, until March? Yeah, I don't really know what to do uh, with my life right now. Uh, my yard's looking really good, uh, which is which it usually doesn't this time of year. And uh, got a lot of projects done around the house. Uh, had a bonfire on Friday night just at my house and just kind of relaxed, which is uh, certainly a different feeling. Um, would rather be coaching than doing any of those things, obviously. And I'd rather my yard look like a jungle and, and uh, you know, be on the gridiron on a Friday night and grinding film on Saturday and meeting with my coaches on, and the players on Sundays. So um, just a different, yeah, totally different atmosphere. Uh, weird to adjust to it. It's been, you know, since, oh God, I don't know. I, like since I played football in seventh grade, probably since I haven't had, uh, you know, a fall filled with football. 
Coach, you mentioned that you, you were able to have some contact days uh, uh, this year so far. Yeah, so this kind of came uh, kind of out of nowhere, but the WIA granted um, 15 contact days for the fall um, high contact sports that were postponed to the spring. Uh, you know, an attempt, I think, to make sure that our, our student athletes still have something, um, you know, to keep them grounded and, and productive and to be around, you know, teammates responsibly and to be around coaching staffs that that have their best interests and, and are motivating them on and off the field. And so uh, they, they gave programs 15 contact days between now and the start of the spring season. Uh, there's a dead period uh, the week before the season, but we kind of looked at it as uh, as an opportunity to get out there and, and be smart and, and get, get the kids playing a little bit of football. And uh, also knew that the winter was going to be a really tough time to fight for facilities, obviously, as basketball and wrestling get up and running. Um, so our, we're just trying to go Tuesdays and Thursdays now that we can until the weather gets dicey. And then uh, we'll use the rest of our contact days on, on some meetings and film studies and things like that if we can't do you know some physical work together. Were they run very similar to your ones that you ran this summer? Were you able to do a little bit more? Yeah, we were able to do a little bit more. Um, we split the the freshmen and the sophomores away from the juniors and seniors to reduce those numbers. And really fortunate that we were to, uh, able to get our entire staff uh, on board with this uh, with this contact policy or process that, again, kind of came out of nowhere. I, I got a contact on a Saturday and then met with the staff on Sunday and tried to put together a plan. And then we were ready to go for the following Tuesday uh, the county pushed us back one more Tuesday, but, you know, we put our plan together in two days and feel really good about um, getting the, the kind of the freshmen and the sophomore kids away from the juniors and seniors for for distancing purposes. And then uh, and then even within those grades, then we're then we're uh, breaking up by position. So I wouldn't say that any any coach has more than I don't think our biggest group was more than 10 kids. So that's, that's pretty good for distancing purposes. Uh, all of our kids are masked. We have hand sanitizer and disinfectant there. Uh, we're not lining up face-to-face. -face. We're not playing actual football. So as far as, uh, you know, being really responsible to the, to the guidelines that we've been given, I think we're, we're operating, uh, you know, really productive practices, really time-efficient practices, and really smart and getting a lot out of the, the, last, uh, the last week's worth of, uh, of preparation. Talking with Beaver Dam football coach Brock Lindy. Coach, how big was it to get uh, your youth program going this fall and finding a way to make that happen for the overall health and development of, of the Beaver Dam football program? Yeah, so as a youth board, we met and we kind of said we're gonna we're gonna mirror whatever's happening at the high school level, and that was all the way back in you know July. Um, and so you know that's the youth's been back and forth on things because the high school's been back and, and forth on things. And it was a couple meetings here, a couple meetings there. And we, once we kind of got the, the go ahead for the high school to have some contact days, I think it made it a little bit more viable that we could do something uh, with the youth program. Uh, really fortunate to have the blessing of the school district to use the facilities uh, after 5 PM, you know, because the youth programming is not affiliated with the school. Uh, we're under, you know, a little bit different uh, kind of regulations, so to speak. So we, we put a feeler out to the community, um, just sent out a survey that said email our, our youth program's Gmail account if you're interested in doing youth football, third through sixth grade. And we kind of said we'd let the community numbers speak for, you know, for themselves. And, you know, if, if we, we kind of came up with a number and if it was less than that number, then we wouldn't offer anything. But if the community supported it, then, then we want to be there for, for families and, and kids and, 
and uh, results were really good from the survey. So we put a quick plan together and same, same overall process with the youth programming It's small cohorts. It's grade level oriented. It's, it's skill and drill. They're not playing games. There's no pads um, as, as responsible as we can be a lot of disinfecting, social distancing, masking. Um, but I, I, I've had a lot of compliments from our parents that we offered this up and uh, the kids look really happy and, uh, and we're just, we're excited to keep the energy going, um, you know, with football in Beaver Dam as it has become just such a, a community event uh, that we felt like we owed it to the community to at least see where, what they wanted to support. Coach, one thing that I guess doesn't affect you directly on, on the, on the gridiron, but uh, construction work's been going on at Durley Field. If people haven't been uh, taking a look with the storm blowing through and uh, basically destroying the bleachers and press box, uh, there's a brand new facility uh, out there that you'll have uh, come March. Yeah, it's looking really good. Um, the, it took a long time for them to to clear the bleachers and, and the old press box, uh, and then even more time for all the, the cement work and the concrete work to kind of settle as they were laying the footings. But uh, I was just amazed at how quickly the actual structure went up once everything was uh, had kind of settled. And uh, I, I went out to go to the t- the staff lounge uh, at about 11:30 one day and when I went back outside they had already uh, at about noon they had already put the press box up on top so uh it was crazy how quickly that's all come together and now they're just working on the enclosures uh, there'll be some storage uh, areas underneath the bleachers so just to you know not that uh, the money that we're that we're putting into it is money that we necessarily wanted to spend um, or or spend as quickly as we needed to spend it. Um, but to have to have a nice facility that looks good and is functional and structurally sound, I think those are some some really huge things for us. Uh, and then, of course, just more space in the press box will be nice. You've been up there and you know how how tight the old one was. And if someone sneezed up there, you kind of kind of had to brace yourself to make sure that the whole thing wasn't going to topple. So we're, uh, we're, we're really excited about some of the external improvements that are being made. And, um, you know, that doesn't help us win any games. Um, but you know, we, uh, we look forward to putting our product out there in front of a lot of people, hopefully in the spring. You don't have to worry about Dylan Ziegler needing to sit in my lap while he's up in the coach's box, <laughs> uh, working for you up there. We'll have a little bit more elbow room. Yeah. Yeah. We're at, uh, and I got a chance to go up in the press box a couple of days ago and, uh, just a great amount of space and it's going to really contribute to the overall atmosphere on, on Friday nights as we, as we hope to get a lot of support from the community Coach. and, uh, and demonstrate our, our, you know, kind of, kind of the improvements that we're making to our program. Coach schedules in the fall right now are a fluid situation, but you are working on your schedule and it's, it's almost complete for uh, the spring football season, which is right now is set to start March 26th. Yeah. So, um, basically the schools that, that opted for the alternative fall or spring plan, uh, in the Badger conference kind of had a a little group going together amongst the athletic directors and, uh, kind of split up the teams that, that were from the Badger, uh, large and the Badger small put together, uh, a schedule. And so March 26th is our, is our, uh, first game at Janesville Parker. Uh, really looking forward to that, starting to starting to get prepared for some of their schemes and systems already. So, um, yeah, so just can't wait. Obviously, the the schedule could could change and some things could flex. Uh, currently have a bye week three, so we're looking to fill that with someone who who wouldn't be in the Badger uh, large or small, so that would be kind of an out-of-conference game. But, you know, there's going to be games that pop up, and if the spring's anything like the fall, you know, we've seen games canceled and we've seen games move to Thursdays and Saturdays and, teams that thought they were going to play one team ended up playing a a different team that week. So 
uh, you know, we're, we're ready to adapt, but I, I like having a schedule and I like having some consistency. And I think that's going to be huge. If, if, uh, if everything that's on the sheet and paper in front of me right now holds true, um, you know, we're, we're, we're primed to have a really fun and exciting and competitive schedule. And when practice, when can practice officially start in the spring? Yeah, March 8th, we'll be out on the field. So you'll have to reverse kind of your winter and your summer gear that you normally would, would work during a normal season, right? Yeah, the staff makes fun of me because I get cold a lot easier than than a lot of those guys do. Um, so I kind of half joked this year that I was going to buy everybody parkas um, as their coaching item for for the year, and they all kind of laughed at me and and uh, you know they told me not to. So the joke's on them now that we're going to be outside on March eighth, freezing our tails off. But um, yeah, I, it'll be interesting to see how the weather cooperates and how the field conditions are and how some of that stuff affects uh, you know different program schemes. So, you know, I've said it for a long time, we want to be able to run the ball and, uh, and, you know, you got to be able to run the ball early this year, you know, rather than relying on the run late in, in a normal season. So uh, a lot of work for our, our schemes to improve, you know, our run game and a lot of work for, for those players that are involved in the run attack to make sure that they're doing everything in the off season, um, you know, to, to get our ground game moving right away. Well, Brock Lindy, head football coach at Beaver Dam High School. I know I've talked to a lot of coaches this fall, but I didn't want to forget about the Golden Beavers because I know your squad and your staff are working hard getting ready for the March season. And I uh, appreciate the time, and hopefully we can catch up sometime during the winter. Yeah, sounds good, Wade. Thanks. Being a teenager is tough. There's the constant pressure to be liked. Endless worrying about college. Cyberbullying, high expectations, all the negativity. There's no question. Being a teenager is tough. And what do Wisconsin's teens do when they want to block out the noise and clear their heads? We play! Yeah. Research shows that teenagers who participate in high school sports have lower stress levels, more confidence, and greater self-esteem. And then there's the biggest benefit of all. High school sports are fun. Not just fun. They're a lot of fun. <laughs> Encourage your teenagers to participate in a sport or activity when they go to high school. They'll stress less and smile more. And they'll be laying the foundation for a happier, healthier future. This message presented by the Wisconsin Interscholastic Athletic Association and the Wisconsin Athletic Directors Association.